0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba At participating McDonald's.
1: Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in DC, Maryland, or Virginia today.
2: Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. (laughs)
3: Tonight on Black Girl Stuff.
4: We ain't never implement problems. Mr.
5: Telephone Man. Mr. Telephone Man, tonight new edition is on our line.
4: We not like a, a TV show. We friends. We met in the bricks and sleep over each other's cribs when we can. <laughs> <laughs> it gets
6: cute. It gets cute.
2: Girl, pick your money up. And we find out what's big, sweetie, with Saucy Santana.
0: Arrest a Cabo Six. Plus, we are keeping Sean Robinson's name alive
3: as her family takes action to get justice. But first, we go in the comments to discuss what lines need to be crossed before risking it all. You're such a boss. What boss goes
2: drink? I mean, what boss drink?
3: All that and more tonight on Black, Black Girl, Girl Stuff. Stuff. Tonight, we're kicking off season two, giving your artists new, new. Let's give it up for our BGS co host, Miss Britt Hall.
2: Yes! I'm so
3: happy to be here with y'all. Season
5: two about to be lit. So, lit. I'm excited to have you too. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for them to see what you bring and you fit right in. I love that you have your own energy. Mm-hmm. We don't all gotta agree and yeah. you still
3: hold your own. So. Oh, for sure. Yes. It's new so energy. refreshing. New, fresh, face. It's time. Since it's time, let's get mm-hmm. right into these comments to find out if people would rather protect the bag or whoop that ass (laughs) when it comes to Mm self-respect. Now, ladies, we all know how important it is to secure the bag, but every now and then, life will test that ass, and someone just might have to catch these hands. And our girl, Glorilla, was ready to do just that. Let's take a look.
2: Uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. See, that's too much crazy. So after this incident, Glorilla tweeted, I'm so mad that I can get sued for slapping you mm. But you can still get slapped, bitch.
3: Bitch. I felt that. Mm, I felt it when she said that. But apparently, Big Glow isn't the only one that's getting tested on the job. Let's look at this. Will Smith just smacked the shit
1: out of me. Nick <laughs> <laughs> Th-
7: name out your
1: <laughs> up.
6: Wow, dude.
2: Okay,
1: wait. Hey. Oh. Is it worth that?
2: Since you want to throw a drink, you're such a boss. What boss throws drinks? What, what boss throws drinks? What boss throws. Ball right. one. It's, one. it's not worth it.
3: it. Yeah, uh, those were some iconic yet yeah, crazy moments. Mm-hmm. So ladies, have you ever been in an altercation that could have compromised your paycheck? Wait, let's go
5: back to the Glow Realty situation real quick. Mm-hmm. Because two things I've learned is one, when I go out, I go out with my brothers too. So they check them, they read the room first. Period. But second of all, I'm gonna go get my check and my lightweight gonna handle you. So when I get out of here, I got Ooh. the money to make sure Squad is straight when mm-hmm. they beat that ass. Cause I'm you're not gonna disrespect me.
3: I'm going out with your brothers. <laughs> I'm going out with your they brothers. They're gonna handle
5: it. so... That's how i feel about that but i haven't been in an altercation that compromised me per se but it affected me and i had to advocate for one of my fellow classmates when i was in culinary school there was this girl that i was friends with technically in school and she was like recording her dad was in jamaica or something like that so she just wanted to show him like our classroom which was the kitchen and there was another female in there that we started to have problems with like little things she was just bringing up stuff so when she saw her recording she went to our head chef and she was like they're recording me blah 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 So later on, after school, there was, like, an argument. So she went up, like, she was like, you were recording me in the classroom. And she was like, no, I was not. Like, and I was there, so I saw what happened. And I I didn't say anything. I let them kind of go through the motions of the argument. But when she started to call us bitches in the classroom, I'm like, who's the bitches? Mm -hmm. And she was not recording you. Like, that's something you can't do. And I feel like in that situation, I had to advocate for somebody else. But what ended up happening is it affected us. So me and the girl, the other girl that I was cool with, we end up having a problem like with the chef. He started to take to her, like kick us out the kitchen and let the girl cook by herself or oh, bring her yeah. into the different classrooms. Like we felt like outcasts, and I'm spending my money to be here. Like right. so, in that situation, I advocated for somebody because I felt like she should not have been treated like that. I knew what the truth was. She wasn't lying about the situation, but I ended up taking kind of the fall for mm-hmm. it. It was had nothing to do with me. Yeah. But I do I don't I don't I don't regret regret doing it. I feel like I did the right thing by being there for my girl because that was wrong. And that man was wrong for taking. Her side, you are an instructor. You should be, you know, doing your job. Mediating. You worry about the wrong
2: thing. Right, right, right. I get you. I'm big on respect too. I I feel like because we are in the, you know, public's view, being talent and an influencer, really, we don't even have to be in a professional setting for it to affect our bag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we live in a era where it's canceled culture. Even when you being your authentic self then it can still affect your bag because they have this idea of how they feel you should react, right. mm-hmm. what you should do. They they already got it on you. You know yeah. what I mean? I hate
3: that. And people are so quick to, like, pull their phone out
2: pull if phone anything out, happens.
3: Mm-hmm. Anything. Screenshot or right. repost type thing. So I've been in this situation once, my, me personally. Um, it was during COVID, and a guy, I was at Burger King, The guy wiped his nose and like his face with his bare hands and grabbed my fries to put it in the bag. And so I asked him, like, "Can you make me some more fries?" And he got an attitude and slammed the window clothes on a drive-thru, so I reached out my car and opened the window, <laughs> and we were yelling back and forth because I felt like you just was disrespectful yeah. for no reason, yeah, right? right? And we went back and forth, but I had caught myself because I'm like, wait a minute, anybody can pull their phone out right now and record me acting crazy Looking over crazy. some french fries, <laughs> right? and then it's gonna be Brie Brie Renee. Oh, losing God. it over, so going strong. Right? Right. a Or, like you said, in the future, Burger King might not want to work with me right. just because of that incident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for me, that was, like, eye-opener. But luckily, I was in the moment and able to catch myself mm-hmm. to, like, calm down. This could end up bad. Right. You know what I mean? You got to. That comes with maturity, because, like you said, to answer your question, I've definitely been in a
2: situation where I done said some shit, you know, I, I reacted to somebody's disrespect, but if I did, they violated first. And anybody that know me know that... I'm not gonna go there unless you do something. I'm, bigger. I'm gonna choose respect over money any day. Right. I understand protect the bag, but sometimes you... I, especially in my younger ages, you know, even still now, I still up. But... I feel like you gotta think about it. Like, you know, every reaction don't gotta be physical. Mm -hmm. Right. I can still get you back in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? With success. It may be, however
3: I get you back, I'm gonna one-up you. But, you know, I Mm -hmm. think that comes with maturity. I'm mature and I'm growing now. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And I feel like there are different ways to get people back. So before this, I did work a nine to five. And at my job, it was very diverse, you know? And I remember I was saying something to my homegirl. We might have been just chit-chatting at the water cooler type stuff. I was like, oh my God, and this girl of another race, didn't like the fact that I used God. She said I used God's name in vain. Okay. And she was like, That's my God. You don't use my God's name in vain. And I was like, Well, last time I checked, I thought he was all our God. And she was really not y'all fighting over Jesus. Right. <laughs> you better. But she used to say from that moment on. Like, I was like, okay, whatever, girl. Like, right. you do it too much. But after that, she used to like say little slick things to me all the time. So what I did was start taking a note of it, emailing my supervisor. Emailing HR just saying, Hey, it's not that big right now, but I just want to keep a record of everything that's going on. So if it does escalate, we have a paper trail of the fact that I've been there. Yeah, and I think that's really important. So I got to ask y'all, like, what do you draw the line between being professional and professional behavior and standing up for yourself?
5: For me, it's if somebody puts their hands on me, if you touch me. We can't come back from that. You mm-hmm. have started something that I'm going to try to finish now. Because, like, what do you pin your hands on me? I don't think you should violate anyone's personal space. For sure. So once that happens, it's out of the job. HR can't help you or me. We're done. Let me go.
2: But also, if you keep picking, you DMing me, saying little shit, or you just nagging, 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 because it takes me a minute to get there. So then when I do, you can't tell me how to react, because a lot of people like to throw stones how they hand, uh-huh. and hide their at Like, nothing happened. And then, you know... Yeah, nah, you can't tell me how to react. I- I'ma think about it. I got a good team around me <laughs> They're gonna help me. Jesus, I'ma right. pray for you. But what are some differences in protecting your brand as a public figure versus corporate? The only thing you can do as a public... Like I said, anything can affect you publicly. You can say the wrong thing, say the wrong word, whatever. I just say, try to be careful, mindful of what you post and what you putting out there. Also, one thing people don't think about is allowing other people to tell their narrative. Whenever something goes on, sometimes you have to really explain that story, which I have to learn, too, because when you allow people to tell the narrative, sometimes people believe it. They Perception it sometimes left. is reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that can make you lose deals, too, because, like, I heard that, da da da, da. Yep. That can make you... That can affect your bag, too. And if you want to protect your bag, then you got to protect your character Right. and mm-hmm. let them know, like, no, that ain't... That ain't what that is. I do feel like in a corporate setting,
5: though, it's more by their rules. It's by the book. It's here's your pamphlet. You're a new employee. I feel like it's like that. But when you're a public figure, like a social media content creator or something like that, you can kind of base your brand off of beat beaten ass if that's what you want to do. Or you could talk about different things where in a corporate setting you're not able to. So you kind of have to control your crowd, I feel like, in that in that aspect. Just respect like people.
2: Because yeah. the same way the respect is mutual, the disrespect is too. Period. So just keep it cute. Yep. Yeah. Period. But I
3: do like that with social media, turn into something funny. Right. Now you can make anything... Capitalize, capitalize it. off of it. Capitalize yes. of it. Be like, you know, I wish I could have beat that bitch right. ass. By, <laughs> or make it a whole little hashtag. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, for real. Like, like, if I'm gonna get fired, I might as well risk it all. Might
2: as <laughs> it, well yes. make a skit out of it. See, I'm going out with a bang.
3: Right. right. Um, okay. <laughs> I feel that. And so. the thing is, you never... That's why you gotta be careful about who you playing with. Because you never know what they are going through. Right. So it might now, not even... That's the word. That's yes. the word. You know what yes. nobody going Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it might not even be that situation. It might be the build up of everything else they got going on. And yep. now you just came and put that little and cherry on top. And you just happened to catch the hands Ooh. because of it. Okay, so be safe out there. Find you something safe to do. Please okay. find safe to do. Up <laughs> um, next, y'all, we got Saucy Santana. So stay tuned for more black girl
6: stuff. You, My sister,
1: when something happens to your kitchen you
6: might say
0: this is ludicrous
6: but that won't fix your home that will only get you the rapper ludicrous having trouble don't panic don't be alarmed you need to file a claim holla at state farm like a good neighbor state
1: farm is there that's right you can file a claim on the app or call us
2: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
1: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
6: Phone gon' ring, coins don't stop, clubbing all night, bottles gonna pop, step up in the spot. Ba-ba-ba, step up in
3: the spot, That was our next guest service, sauce per usual. Let's give a warm BGS welcome to Mr. bop himself, Ooh, Saucy yes. Santana. Yes. boo, welcome hey, to the y'all. BGS house. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you, too.
5: So let's talk Roots, the Roots picnic. You're on the lineup. How mm-hmm. you feeling about that? That's exciting. That's huge.
6: Ooh. So I actually just found out that the Roots picnic was a really uh, big thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my agency, Come W. Come on, e. agency. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm, of course, I'm always excited when um, me and the City Girls performing together. It's gonna be lit. Um, you know, we, my sister. So, um, but when I was looking at the lineup, I was like, "What I'm doing out here?" It was like Diddy and Norah <laughs> Hill and all that stuff. So I was like, "Oh, this is a big thing." Speaking of
2: big things, you got a song with Madonna.
6: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: Material Girl. Okay. What does it feel like to be acknowledged by such an icon?
6: To me, it was it was mind blowing. Like That's I really crazy. couldn't even. Believe when I got the call at first they called and said, oh Madonna wants to do a remix. Mm. <laughs> um, and it wasn't a thing where like my label could get got that done or nothing. It was Madonna yes. wanted to be on Saucy Santana songs. So I'm like, hell yeah, like <laughs> of course, whatever I gotta do, I'll do it. It was great. It was a amazing experience just for me. I was in the studio with Madonna. I was at dance rehearsals with Madonna at rehearsals. She was like, whatever you're wearing on in, in the concert. You got to wear the dance to rehearsal. Oh wow! So yeah, she do not play makeup. Everything you had, we had to be, you gotta be done. Off. Like you got, she wants you to practice as if you really perform it so that you perfect it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I learned from That's her. what
2: I love about you, too, because you yeah. always give us a performance, because yeah. that's what we want. That's oh, cool. we want feel you. So
3: I got to ask you, like, you did start off as the City Girls makeup artist, mm-hmm. but now you doing huge things. Do you feel like this was always your destiny and your purpose, or do you feel like social media kind of thrusted you into it, and you was like, let me run with it for the money and the fame?
6: I would say a little of both. Okay. Um, because I've always been, um, popping. Like even before I was famous, I was always somebody that everybody wanted to hang around. Mm. Um you've been the everybody big. used mm-hmm. my lingo. Mm. Um, everybody always thought I was funny. I just have an attracting personality. Yes, you do. So I've always kind of been who I am. So that's why when like my family members and people from back home be like, you still the same. Like you <laughs> yeah. all, you've always been like this. Um of course once social media came, um start you know started getting bigger and I was just doing, you know, city girls' uh, makeup only when they would come to, like, North Florida, and that's just being around each other and just me showing my personality and my presence mm-hmm. on the internet. Um And I started playing around with just freestyling. Girl, pick your money up. When I was like, let me just play around. Like, I ain't got nothing to do, I'm just doing makeup. <laughs> Once I seen, like, uh the buzz that was created when I did my first freestyle to Tatiana, people and I was living in Tallahassee at the time, they started saying, man, come do your song at the club. Like, <laughs> that's so I was cool. like, huh? They was like, yeah, that song hard. Right. So I was like, little DJ started playing, and the city was like, you know, liking the music. So I was like, well, let me just try something. Yeah. And that's when I did my first song, um, "Welcome Like a Dog." I released it July Fourth, two thousand nineteen. And it did uh, a million plays in a week. That's mm. crazy. And so at that point, you know, I was just thinking about my coin.
5: Period. <laughs> you like running. I was like,
6: oh, oh, let me do me a little song. I could go to um little clubs. Shop. Mm. Yeah. Um, hey, I want a little thousand dollars. I could do my song and me some in here and see your
3: thing. Did you grow up like
6: doing music before that? Like, were you ever no. in a church choir or the I band? Mean, I mean, yeah, like you know, going to church. I was in church, you know, my mom and stuff, but. I never grew up writing no poetry, writing no wrong, mm. writing raps, nothing. My daddy mm. used to rap, um, when I was a kid. Mm. And, like, um, so that's why now I kind of look like maybe, like, I got, it was a gift okay. from him. But you say you grew up in the church. Was your mom a pastor? Um, my mom is a pastor now. Okay. Growing up, she wasn't a pastor when I was a a child, but she just, you know, kept me and my siblings in church.
3: So how was that, like, you know, growing up in the traditional, because I come from the South, too, and you Mm -hmm. know, Southern church can be very judgmental or, you know, traditional ways of thinking. Do you feel like you faced any backlash or support Mm -hmm. from your mom being a pastor or even a church congregation when you came out and was like, this is, I'm Saucy Santana, I'm loud and I'm proud?
6: Being my mom, like, had a lot of beef when I first came out.
3: Mm.
6: Um, and so, she just didn't know, I think my mom didn't know what was what. She was like, I don't know if you're gonna be transgender. Cause I've been dressing feminine since I was 17. Mm. Okay. When I was like 17, that's when I started getting my nails done, wearing makeup, buying my girl clothes. By the time I turned 18, I had like a little month or two where I thought I wanted to be trans. That um, was short lived I didn't, it's too much work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, it was just, um, I think my mom did, she was like, I don't know. She was like, I don't know where he, where he going, what he doing with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I moved from place to place my grandma was like, oh my God, this is too much. Like, everybody was just shook up. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't until my mom had gave, um, her life to Christ all the way and really just became a pastor that that was able to help her love her child just as, a person,
5: right? Mm-hmm. just as a human. We love all that, and we love that you're, you're yourself and you're true to yourself. That's super important. Mm-hmm. But we know you have caught some backlash in the comments. we talked about guys smoking hookah being sus. So mm-hmm. what's that about?
6: The hookah comment is <laughs> so funny. Because me, trust me, I'm a hood bitch. Right. So for me, the comment was really directed to <clears throat> I found a trait. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I see it's so funny that um just when you become a celebrity thing thing, that you say becomes so powerful. Yeah. Cause now for real, I never seen nobody look up the origin of hookah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh hookah came from. Uh Oh baby. (laughs) I'm like, baby, look, this ain't even funny. I'm talking about hoodies like. That's just like we are in the club, love baby, no f- hookah. You gonna yes. be like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, I know what you were saying. I
2: think it's when they record themselves. Like, that's yeah. how I feel.
6: And then like, I got the, know, the phone. Hookah just, it's so funny because hookah's just sassy. Yeah. like you blowing the hookah, it's like, the bubbles blowing. <laughs> you posing for the picture, with the blowing yeah. the hookah. Blowing out the like smoke in the phone. Hookah's just sassy. Yeah. So that's why I said, it's just a sassy thing. Us as gangs, we know we sassy, so I don't see nothing wrong with f. It's for the baddies. It so is. Like so you, you so really you got that be in the section hogging the hookah. I do. You got, Three yeah, in the section, and, and, like, that's like when mm-hmm. men go out. You want the section to be full of bad bitches.
2: Yeah. Get them girls the hookah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Give me the hookah. Well, you know I gotta wake it up for the people. Mm. Get the people what they want. Wake it know? up, girl. We saw you in the shade room, you know, bae
6: pictures with you and Zell Swag, mm-hmm. you know. We saw the flowers. <laughs> yeah, you did. You know, tell one. us what's big, sweetie. I think when me and him, it's, we just cool. Mm, you doing wifely duties already um, or not? You know, it gets cute. <laughs> it gets cute, okay. but, you know, I'm still, I'm still, like, it. You know, nothing is confirmed. He's cool. Okay. You know, I'm cool. I like
2: that. I'm having fun right and now. And you know. people
6: prove they you got to vet it out, you yeah. know? For real. real. Reality, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's why you, it's like, one thing about the internet there, one thing about the internet there, they gonna take something, and they gonna be like, oh, this is what it is. Oh, this. they can't wait. Yeah. So now y'all really be getting me in trouble. Because mm-hmm. mm, mm. you got other, you Because you don't know if I had another son in the best. <laughs> The best So yeah, but you know, nah, Zell is cool. Um, he's a, he's really sweet. Okay. He's really sweet. Um, he's not like you think on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we've seen, um, like for so many years and stuff, like on TV, you know, then that's TV. TV comes with drama and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I can say that he is a different person from you know what you assume off of um love and hip hop. I actually that's know him good. through you though. I never seen the. Oh, love you him. never seen him on Love Him? No, I just know him through I'm you. How are you not? Not Oh, you know, when I is and when I, you know, and my yeah. Bob with somebody, mm-hmm. um... Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, I'm the queen. <laughs> I'm the queen, so, you know, it, 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 that's one of the things that come with it, but, um, he's really, uh, he's a really sweet dude. He's, he got a lot, he got a lot of good qualities. That's good. Um, and then, you know, he got his own stuff going on, so, you know, He's gonna handle his. Yeah. I'm handling mine, mm-hmm. And you know I like that's that. I like good. these
3: standards. I'm about to take these saucy yeah. standards with yeah. me. Yeah. Come on, yeah. saucy standards. I'm, I'm telling you, it like, you gotta my... come for alright you All right, y'all. Well, don't forget to check out Saucy single, Bop. Bop, streaming on all platforms. Up next, we sit down with the legendary RB group, New Edition. So keep it locked for more black girl stuff. Who else got an Who else That was New Edition, and BGS fam, we had the opportunity to sit down with the legendary R&B group. We asked all the questions that you wanna know, and the experience was beyond iconic. Let's take a look. What's up, guys? Thank y'all so much for sitting down with Black Girl Stuff and Revolt TV. We are so excited to be sitting with the legends themselves, New Edition. Yes,
6: yes. Yes, please, let's do
7: that.
3: Alright, we're gonna jump right in because you guys are true legends. 40 years in the game to yeah. be exact. What tips can y'all give us on staying relevant and what can we expect from this new tour?
7: I would just say be original. Ooh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, a lot of music you see today are just I mean, copies of the same thing over and over again. But I think for us, you know, we grew up in a time where, you know, it wasn't social media, it wasn't the cable television. So the groups and the artists that inspired us, you know, like the Temptations, Marvin Gaye, Jackson's, and all that, they're not really around anymore. So I would just say, look for some inspiration that can complement what you have already, you know, and then just make it your own.
2: Well, we all know that drama sells. do you feel like when you look back that y'all were pitted against each other? And if so, do y'all feel like it was for a monetary gain?
4: Nah, we ain't never implement problems. We just hurdled them.
5: Mm, you know, right. like okay. we,
4: we not like a, a TV show group, we friends. Yeah, right. we, we met in the bricks and sleep over each other's cribs when we can. <laughs> <laughs> Those that could. Those who could, right. You know, singing in groups together and everything. So when you look at us, like, we're the epitome of a, like, um, a dream come true you know what i mean like our projects ain't been in movies and tvs a lot so you can't really see what we was faced with Mm -hmm. that even got us to be a group or for bob to tell us we could be on soul train we was just dreaming being kids so the last thing we wanted to do was to be put against each other you know but we was young so even when we was fighting each other we from the projects. You fight your own brother in the projects. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but that, that makes sure we have no weak link, too. Your knuckle game had to be right. <laughs> so the good the good thing about it is is that um, we get to show the next generation that it's bigger than one record. You could go five years, ten, take your time, check on your brother, and get to 40, because you could never tell us when we was little we'd be here 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just... Unthinkable, but um, I love you. I love
7: you. I, I love, love you. you. I love Man, you. Man, I
5: love you. How have you guys maintained your brotherhood for so long? I know you kind of answered that question, but I still want to dig deeper because I feel like a lot of guys, you know, a lot can come between in that time.
6: I think um, just having that brotherhood, lots of prayer, us all believing in you know one God has kept us um, solid with each other. Um, We've had our ups and downs, but you know, ups and downs only made us stronger Mm. because we are brothers.
3: Right? How did you guys, or what did that look like to being there for your brother and like either holding him accountable or checking in mentally?
7: At times it was being in one of the boroughs of New York under the train track with somebody pushing somebody out the car because, you you know, you wanted space. It was five of us in the backseat of a car. Everyone's jockeying for their space, right? And their love and their position. Um, And then you're put into this music industry, a man's world, right? And we're trying to figure this out as kids, you know? I think at time, just giving each other space and um, to breathe. And that really led to us being able to (laughs) allow people to see the depth of the group. But, you know, just think if Bob wasn't pushed out the car to a certain extent or if he just didn't want to kick his way out of the car, we wouldn't wouldn't have got Don't Be Cruel, right? Yeah. And the king of stage and prerogative. Then, you know, the the inspiration that he's had on even other people from Usher and and various other people, right? Just think if we didn't pull Johnny in our group. At a time where he was you know, looking to um, figure out how to allow his voice to be seen by the masses, an amazing voice, right? right. Just think if we didn't follow our leader from the start, Ralph yeah. Tresvon, right? Just looking into his eyes and understanding how to move your hands in the video <laughs> and all that, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, at times, <laughs> like, we all, you know, <laughs> took the lead, and with myself and Mike, with Rich. You know, our leader, as far as De DeBow, and understanding his swagger, and even Mike as the businessman, you know, of this group initially, finding out, like, yo, what?
4: I to girl.
7: You mean to tell me, on the back of the album cover, this number, like, we're not making this money? Like, hold on, we, we got to rearrange this thing in a way where now we're paying attention. And all of that has led to, like Bobby said earlier, all of us being an uh, even more stronger and cohesive unit. And now we're maturer, so we understand how to communicate with each other. We didn't understand that back in the day, and that's
1: what pushed us away. Well, RD brought something to the table that, again, <clears throat> just what he's doing now. Summing this up, he was the piece that we were missing when we were coming out the projects. You know, we weren't there every day with him, but watching his work ethics, watching him stretch into making us think like my thing, say, we gotta think bigger than just music. And the brotherhood overall comes from us just leaning on leaning on, watching each other become successful individually. Mm. You know, then we get a chance to sit back and <sighs> know how to fine tune yourself. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I was saying with R.D. That's the glue to all of this, man. Yeah. He was the mental piece that we all lean on when we need to figure out, Ron, what am I doing wrong? So how, how do I keep myself involved in this yeah. in a way where you know, you I don't just completely you. jump out the car and it's that, and Ron was, <laughs> Ron was always that centerpiece that Kept it neutral. Yeah. So, hold on, I'm about to dance on that no. ah, da, da, da. Wait, wait, wait. Have you
5: guys ever experienced jealousy amongst each other or just in general in your groups in your solo careers? Like, how do you deal with that?
7: Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing, right? So the Heartbreak Record, we're up in Minneapolis, right? And we're putting this amazing project together. We get back to LA finally, right? We're in the um, offices of MCA Records at the time. So we go into to Lil Silas' office. This is an A&R cat back in the day, right? Like, he's working on both of our projects, New Edition and Bobby's, mm. right? So we look at the dat, and it says Bobby Brown on it, right? Nobody's in the office. We're like, yo, <laughs> close the door, close the door. You got to yeah. tell them what a dat is. Baby. Oh, right, right, right. Like, that's old technology, right? <laughs> so we pop Bob's join in, right? And we hear Roni and rock with you, and every uh, little step, and don't be cruel, and my prerogative. When I heard my prerogative, I was like, man, like, I didn't understand that one. I was like, that's out of key. But these other nine (laughs) songs, these other nine songs, I felt like, I felt like, I felt like, honestly, you know, I wanted to go back to the drawing board, you mm-hmm. know, like and whether that was jealousy or envy or well, like just somebody right.
3: That's inspiring.
2: Yeah, I, don't
7: gotta yeah. I, I gotta work
3: harder some healthy competition.
5: And it's then we
7: and then we saw it just grow on the heartbreak tour, you know, to superstardom.
5: We know how important roles are, especially in a group. How do you guys feel like individually you all helped, you know, form your group and maintain your
7: roles? It's amazing mm-hmm. when you think about the fact that <clears throat> everyone in this group,
1: which is pretty rare. When you think about it, there's a lot of groups that come out and out. Um, for fans to know every individual uh, in our group and can, you know, identify, mm-hmm. it. that's. Um, I'm not sure that's something you can manufacture more so than it's just something that, when you look at, the different entities in this group and what we
7: have created collectively and individually, um, that has brought us to this place where mm-hmm.
1: uh, we're all identifiable.
7: Yeah. Uh, collectively and individually.
1: Right. Yeah, that's
2: special. I got timeless music. What yes, we about without you?
7: right. You said something earlier, like, about the Legacy Tour, you know, <laughs> and what can we expect? You know, it, it's good to be able to look into the eyes of my brothers, right, all six of us, right? Bob said something the other day, like, just waking up, you know, is a blessing, right? And we're here, so there are other things that we have to do. Number one, our entertainment and our swagger is on 1,000 right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The show that people are gonna get is like no other show that they've ever been to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for New Edition. So if you've seen us four times, five times, six times, this is something different, completely, way different. We're going back to songs that we haven't done in a long time, and we're bringing our friends with us, Keith Sweat, mm-hmm. you know, Guy, come on, the OGs, and the youngster Tank. I said I'm gonna pose Ooh. next to him on stage yeah. with my shirt off. Yeah, but he went right there with yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she
1: said, Ooh. <laughs> Right.
3: Before we leave, just tell us something new that you guys would like to add to the new edition legacy.
1: OK. We'll be we talking about I mean, some uh, stuff, them, the animated version of us. Oh,
3: wow. Oh, oh, little yeah.
1: kids that's been following us now. We been, we've been introduced to a new, a uh, little, little younger market now. They follow yeah. us. Like, when we came up little guys, the Jacksons was older, but we got into them older. I mean, younger. Young kids, right. So the, you know the little, the little young kids who've been watching the, the new edition story, yeah. and falling into Candy Girl, and they starting to get to know us, doing something for them, I think was gonna be uh, it's gonna be special for me. I think we're all looking forward yeah, to doing right. that.
7: Right, right. Yeah.
1: Well as uh, uh, you know getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. We've been nominated for a brand new once, but we haven't won
4: yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's
7: something else we're looking forward to. We got a lot of. Uh, other tv and film ideas as Ooh. well for me man a foundation you know a, a new edition foundation mm. right like this legacy tour is about our legacy as a group and stamping it you know it's all also about leaving a legacy yeah right? So, you know, I'm excited about the talks that we've been having about our foundation. We all give individually and collectively, but to be able to set up a new addition foundation to allow it to breathe life into, you know, people um, like us at a time and coming from the projects of Boston, Massachusetts, if it wasn't for certain programs, like, we wouldn't have eaten, you know, at times back in the day. So I'm excited about that, too.
3: Giving back. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all so much for sitting down with us. Y'all were amazing. Thank you for for having us. us. Yes. Now, make sure you catch New Edition on their new legacy tour with R&B superstars, Keith Sweat, Guy, and Tank. Okay? I assure you, this will be the tour of all tours. All right, y'all. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back with more Black Girl stuff. Hey
6: there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
3: you want to see happen in this country if it was your child who was beaten to death on camera without clothes?
0: From a legal standpoint, what advice can you give about taking trips with friends, going international? I mean, what would you tell people um, to learn from this, unfortunately? I think that the most important thing is to make sure that you know the people that you're traveling with. It's easier if you're traveling with people that you've traveled with before or traveled with domestically or had smaller trips or incidents, then you kind of know how people handle pressure
3: or any type of adversity. Joining us tonight is Kennedy Rue to keep us connected with important issues that impact Black women every day. And this week, we're talking about Shanquilla Robinson. Yes, Bree. I had the opportunity to speak with the attorney for Seanquella
0: Robinson, and her story really hits home for me as a black woman. I mean, a 25-year-old entrepreneur travels to Mexico with one good friend and a group of loose acquaintances. After they get there, shortly the family hears that she's sick, she has alcohol poisoning, she's not doing well, and they're seeking medical attention. Mm. From that moment on that they pronounce Seanquella dead, they're looking at this as an accidental death. They're looking at it as alcohol poisoning. Mm -hmm. It's not till the family gets the autopsy results back that state that Seanquella suffered a severe spinal cord injury. Mm-hmm. So Shanquella suffers a severe spinal cord injury, alcohol poisoning, it's not really adding up. Mm-hmm. That coupled with the viral video getting released of Shanquella being brutally beaten something. paints a completely different and sense. sinister picture to what actually happened on
3: that trip. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. And so these six people are still free. No one has been arrested, no one has been charged. They're still free, there's an arrest warrant out for one
0: of the six people on the trip. We don't know who that is, we don't know what the deal is with that person, but there
3: is one arrest warrant out. That's so crazy, cause I just, I feel like if it was anybody else, other than a black woman, mm-hmm. that it would already be just justice served? Because this happened last year. This happened October yeah. of 2022. What is the holdup? Well, there's a lot of finger
0: pointing back and forth between Mexican authorities and U.S. authorities. But Quella's family attorney told me that at this point, they're looking for the highest possible integration into this case. So whether that be the U.N., the State Department, or the executive branch, they're looking for one of the higher-ups to get involved and actually move this forward.
5: Mm-hmm. For me, I just hate that she wasn't Protected, like I know as a black girl, like when mm-hmm. I go anywhere, I want to be around people that are going to protect me. Or if, even if you don't know me, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't want this to happen to her. I hate that for her, and I hate that her family has to go through this publicly. Mm-hmm. That hurts, mm-hmm. like this is yeah. not okay. so bad.
2: Yeah, it hurts so bad too because you don't get no points of fighting somebody that wasn't fighting you back. That's number one, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, and then number two, it's just like we live in an era now where everything is recorded. Somebody could have mm-hmm. easily friend or not friend Stop that, right? Step you could have stepped in and did mm-hmm. something, nothing right. was done. You mm-hmm. sat up there, you Watch that girl. She was a hundred... What? She's a hundred? hundred and ten pounds or so, one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not what a are fight. are you doing?
3: You know, as black women, we live in a life now where we're all about luxury Mm -hmm. and enjoying the fruits of our labor and traveling abroad. We plan girls trips all the time. So you don't think about, like, going with your friends could easily turn bad. So did the attorney speak about, like, ways that we could protect ourselves before going on these girls trips or traveling abroad in general? Well, she gave me some unique tidbits about
0: being a black woman in particular and traveling abroad. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a unique sense of circumstances that we face and things that happen to our womanhood, to our humanity that are different than other people. So she said make sure you're registered with the consulate and the embassy, they know about your travel plans, make sure you know all of the emergency numbers and contacts so if anything were to happen you have a direct line to Mm -hmm. that authority. So I think it's just being overly cautious. Unfortunately, that's what we have to be. How do you
5: know who to travel with? How do you pick your travel mates? Like, what is it? What's the steps? Because that's kind of
3: hard. You never know Mm -hmm. who you're traveling with until you're already on the trip with them. For me, I think, like, just thinking about who I, if I don't feel like or I don't feel like I would feel comfortable spending the night at your house Mm. for an extended period of time in the U.S. Like if I know that you might get petty or you might do little slick things if I'm over spending too much time with you then I wouldn't necessarily want to travel with With you you. because now we stuck with each other for 24 hours a day and we're responsible for each other. I definitely say don't force the vibes.
2: So that mm-hmm. means no matter how bad you wanna take that trip, never force it. If it feels like you're forcing, oh, I just wanna go, don't go, you need to do research. The same as if somebody called you and say, hey, you wanna come out to eat? you yeah. like, who going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. need to know, and, and your friend, who's ever the mutual friend, should never put you in a situation where you wouldn't get along with somebody. If they know the two personalities and they know y'all might clash, not saying depend on that friend, but I'm just saying, if you do have a friend, I trust that they wouldn't put you in that type of situation. And you can look for those red flags, too. I think I think mm-hmm. one of the red flags would be somebody selfish. That's all about themselves already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's me, me, me. You're not looking out for the team. You mm-hmm. all, you go right. get you some food. You didn't get nobody else food. You yeah. didn't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. You leave energy. off from the group. You're not coming back. That's mm-hmm. a red flag. Right. Just little things like that are, are people being not responsible, putting you in situations that could put you in a bad situation. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking to people bad. You don't know who they know. You in a different country. It's just not good. Just pay attention to how people move. Yep. And, yeah. uh,
5: and to, like, to go on that, also, I'm big on energy. Like, if I catch the wrong vibe from you at any mm-hmm. point before we go on this trip, I'm either not going to go or you can't go. And I'm yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. but that's just what it is. I watched the video, and as bad as it hurt, I wanted to see, like, what what happened, what led up to this. Yeah. And even though these girl, that girl that attacked her may not have been her personal friend, she did say certain things, like, I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. So those little things, mm-hmm. like, when people speak, sneak this mm-hmm. or say mm-hmm. anything about you, if you don't pay attention to that, it could be lethal. And unfortunately, yeah. it was lethal
0: for mm-hmm. her, and I hate that yeah. for her. Too. I think it's important to at the first sign of something wrong, to get out. Because this happened on the first day of her trip. I mean, I don't even think she spent a full night in Cabo Mm -hmm. because of this situation. So Mm -hmm. it's like, once you see something, once you notice it doesn't feel right, it doesn't sit right in your spirit, Get out, yeah. save yourself. Were there
3: any details that the attorney gave you that we might not have known? Because honestly, the media isn't saying much about the mm-hmm. case. So what she told me, Bree, is
0: she wanted to expel all of the conspiracy theories that a lot of, you know, the TikTok social media people right. were gathering from the videos. So she told me that she did go on this trip with one trusted friend, the rest of the people she didn't really know too well. She told me about the travel mates bringing her belongings back to her family's That's house. Crazy. And playing the role of grieving friends to her mother um, before the autopsy came out. So she was just telling me a little bit about the timeline of what happened to Sean Quella, but she didn't give me all the details. I mean, it is still an ongoing case and I know she wants to keep some things close to the vest. So we just have to see how this plays out, unfortunately, and hope that justice is served. This is horrible. Is there any way that we can still support the family now? Mm -hmm. Like what can we do? Sean Quella's family attorney told me that she appreciates the support of instances like this where we're having these conversations, where we're bringing her story to light, where we're keeping her name alive, where we're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, the light that Quella had, but also to call these big people. Mm. Call the state off, call our local officials, call the people that are tasked with justice. I mean, so that's what she's asking for. For a deeper dive on this story, make sure to check out
3: Revolt Black News Weekly. All right, y'all. Next up, we have affirmations after dark. So stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. We got more black girl stuff.
6: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself.
2: I'm feeling myself. I I'm feeling my, feeling my, feeling
3: myself. I'm myself Welcome back to black Girl stuff that was beyonce and Nicki Minaj filling themselves now when it comes to the bedroom it's not always about sleep and sex there's many ways to spice up your nighttime routine including manifesting a positive life So tonight we're diving into affirmations after dark. Queen B once said the most alluring thing a woman can be is confident, and confidence black women do not shy away from. According to a Glamour magazine survey, research shows that black women score higher on self-esteem than women of other races and ethnicities. So ladies, I gotta ask you, have you ever experienced a time when you had to embrace a part of yourself that you once thought was maybe not beautiful? Definitely. I would say my height has always been a thing for me. Like,
2: yeah,
5: because... I love it. It's
2: giving Amazon. I want to climb that tree. Thanks, baby.
5: I do (laughs) feel like my height was a thing for a long time. Like, when you're getting into the dating scene, like, in high school, a lot of us start dating in high school. I know I did. It was like, I had to date guys that were shorter than me because, most of the top the tall guys was dating short girls and I was always like super tall. So it was like, you so tall, you so skinny. It was like one of those things. Yeah. So I think I had to really learn how to like embrace myself. So what I did do is I started to look into women that were tall, like Naomi Campbell. She was somebody that I always thought was so beautiful. So I wanted to embody that confidence and that boldness that she had. I also learned how to walk from her. So like Period. that kind of made me like wanna <laughs> wanna step into my height and just be proud. Like, okay, you could be short, but listen, you gotta you gotta like me wearing heels. You gotta like me being it like. Like being in being in myself, in my skin. So yeah. that's how I learned to embrace my height. Just... For me,
3: it was my feet. Because uh, I'm tall, I got big feet. Yeah. And everybody comes used to be the platypus, La good Boulevarders. <laughs> no, they, they gave me all the jokes, but like uh, you said, I grew into it and I realized, like, hey, my feet are cute. And I found out guys will actually pay for pictures of your feet. Mm. Okay. <laughs> What's something you had to embrace?
2: I was robbed and this was back in, like, 2018, and I was pistol with with an automatic rifle, mm-hmm. so I had to get stitches in my face. I was so used to seeing myself as a certain way, especially being an influencer. I'm thinking I'm cute, and then it's like, oh, I have to learn to wear the scar. And it just really bothered me, and then somebody said, you see a scar, but I see strength. Yeah. Mm. You know? So, you know, I used to do corny shit, like try to, like, hide it mm-hmm. or wear the little hair on the side, like, just little, sh- little shit to make me feel better. But now it's just like... Whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. like, I, I That's a part of your story. But it's cool, you know, I can laugh about it now
3: because I'm, I'm healed, so.
2: Well, that scar is sexy, and if I, I didn't know the story, it's a part of Some people ask me, and I'd
5: be like,
3: mm. You know? <laughs> and I hate you had to go through it, but it is yeah, sexy. It, it gives you a little. Oh, it's some character. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. makes me feel like, oh, <laughs> she kind of rough. Yeah. You're but... <laughs> crazy. Well, it's no secret that we all have flaws, and sometimes they are hard to embrace. But no matter what, we're going to pop our shit anyways. So let's raise our glass and cheers to pouring ourselves more self love. Cheers to my big feet because I keep them on these hoes necks, and they be taking me places. <laughs> and cheers to my height. The taller the girl, the
2: closer to God. Period. Okay. And cheers to healing and all of the steps that it took to get here. Cheers. Cheers, ladies.
3: Oh, I love y'all. I love y'all awesome. too. And that's all the show we have for now. Thanks again to all of tonight's guests. New edition, Saucy Santana and our very own Kennedy Rue for keeping us connected. Make sure you drop your affirmations below in the comments. Good night, everybody. Don't play with it, uh. don't play with it, don't play with it. Come oh, on, don't, baby, don't play with uh. it. Um. Like, uh, uh. Spend uh. wow. <laughs> <been> all day <laughs> in it. Uh 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 hit. Uh. Play with it, don't play don't with it. it, don't play with it. Don't play with it. I'm okay with Yeah. <laughs>